Hello, and welcome to the Oracle of Light. I'm Shauna DeMellon. I'm a lifelong medium and certified life coach. And making the connection with the afterlife has brought me the greatest joy. Since losing my son, Jack, I have navigated grief, heartache, and despair. And it was through connecting with my son on the other side that my heart began to heal and I was able to find joy and meaning in my life again. Now, I'm inviting you into this space as I explore the afterlife, the grieving process, and rebuilding after loss. If you'd like to discover the spirit world and how to move through the loss of a loved one or child, you have come to the right place. This is the Oracle of Light. I am so grateful to each and every one of you. We took a little bit of a break with the podcast as we jump-started the new year, and we are so excited to be back with an incredible lineup of guests and information, and so grateful to each and every one of you. Today, we're going to talk about five things that may weaken your spiritual connection. This is something that comes up um, in client sessions and throughout the classes is, you know, what are the different things that are impacting your spiritual connection? And most importantly, what can you do to start shifting that? So the first thing that I want to share with you and talk about a little, a little bit is around spirit energy. Spirit energy is very subtle very, very subtle. And if we are not anchored in the now, present here in the now, we're going to miss the cues and the information and the signs and the clarity. You see, our loved ones and angels and spirit guides on the other side, they don't have any time constraints. So the only place that we can access them is in the now, is in the present moment. So if our mind, our ego mind is pulling us out of the now, going back into worry or ruminating or um, just revisiting things from the past, we're not here present in the now. And same thing if our mind pops us into the future, again, worrying about things, if we're feeling anxious, if we're, we're feeling upset, thinking about things that haven't even happened yet, Again, that's our ego pulling us out of the now. And so it's really, really important to know that and have that distinction because a lot of people that I work with over the years, they don't understand, well, you know, why am I not, you know, getting the signs and why am I not, you know, feeling like I'm making the connection? And that's the first place that we look. Um, and these are the top five things that I have found over the years that will impact that connection. So the first thing that we want to look at are distractions. <laughs> and this is something that is so, so prevalent in our day and age. <laughs> it really is. I mean, we've got watches that are talking to us. We've got cell phones. We've got, uh, you know, the TV's on. We have computers. We have our laptops. We have our vehicles that are communicating with us. We have social media, there are a myriad of different ways that we can distract ourselves. I call it shiny pretty syndrome. I totally have that. I will get, you know, I'll be focused on something and then I'll, I'll notice something else. And it's just, oh, oh, what's that shiny pretty? We all do it. And so again, I, I invite you to just really start to be aware of what are the distractions in your life? What are the distractions in your life? And I want you to start to look at look at it from a place of curiosity. You know, are there distractions in your life that, 
Hmm. Maybe I can take a look at that. I noticed for me, I found in the evenings that I wouldn't really do a whole lot. Like I would be on social media. I would be chatting with my friends. I would be, you know, just doing the mundane stuff from the day. I, you know, I'd be catching up on, you know, different things around the house. But what I realized was that I was really not present and I wasn't utilizing that time to the best of my ability. So now in the evenings, I listen to podcasts, I listen to audiobooks, I'm reading books, I'm researching. And so just, I really became aware of how the distractions were showing up in my life. And I mean, social media was a huge one, because not only do I have, you know, my professional side with social media, like TikTok is, is huge for, you know, it's like 95% business related. So I do lives and I, I create content and I have, you know, DMs in my inbox every day. And so, um, that seems to really be where my focus is right now. Plus I have Instagram, plus I have Facebook. And then I had LinkedIn at one point. I don't do anything with LinkedIn anymore. And then I also have a YouTube channel. So again, I was, you know, in one day, I tracked how many hours I was on these different platforms. And, you know, it was like a 60-40 split. It was like 60% of the time it was for business. And the 40% that was for it was like, it just, it just seemed like a time waster to me. When I look back at it, it was like, okay, is this valuable? It isn't, right? So it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole with that. I am the first person to admit, very, very easy to go down the rabbit hole. So distractions are one of the biggest ways that we can weaken that spiritual connection. Because again, spirit energy, whether it's from your crossover loved ones or fur babies or your spirit guides, your angels, that energy is very subtle, very subtle. So if we are distracted in a multitude of different ways, we're not present in this moment to receive and experience our loved ones, our angels, our guides from the other side. So distractions. The second way that I find that this really pops up a lot is um, any form of alcohol or recreational drugs. And this is not a judgment toward anyone who chooses to, um, who chooses to, you know, partake in, in any of those sorts of activities. I will have the occasional glass of, glass of red wine. That's, that's the extent of it. Just because my energy runs at such a high vibration, high frequency, I have to be really, really careful with what I do eat and what I do drink. And so it'll have, you know, a lasting impact on me. A, it's going to lower my vibration. So I have to be aware of that. So as an example, the night before I'm teaching a class or the night before I have a full day of clients, I am very aware of what I'm eating. I'm eating a lot of, you know, protein, grounding food. Um, I limit the refined um, carbs and sugars and alcohol because alcohol dampens the connection. Alcohol is going to weigh my frequency down. It's, it's like a hot air balloon. If I have a glass of wine, it's going to bring my vibration down. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Again, every now and again, I would love to have a glass of wine or a little sip of champagne if we're celebrating. But for the most part, I, I don't touch alcohol and I have nothing to do with drugs. I don't have anything to do with recreational drugs. And again, this is not a judgment. This is from a place of 
I don't want to do anything that's going to numb that connection, that's going to weaken that connection. Whether it's for myself or clients or students, I want to show up as the clearest channel I can be. And now there are readers out there who swear that by, you know, eating a few edibles before a day of clients helps them. <laughs> and, and that's okay. That's that's their journey. Um, I don't follow that. And I don't see that as being true. But again, that's just my perspective. And I always tell people, take what resonates and leave the rest. Um, you know, there are, uh, I don't do parties as much anymore because, you know, I would get to a location and I would tell people first and foremost, you know, um, no recreational drugs or alcohol 24 hours before your reading. After your reading is done, feel free to cut loose, feel free to have a glass of wine or whatever you want to do. And I, the last party that I went to, there were five people at that party that had already started drinking for the night. So again, that is, that's not an energy I want to connect into. I don't want to touch that kind of an energy. And they can't receive as much because they've numbed or clouded their own connection. So it, it just looked more like a parlor trick, if that makes sense. And the work that I do is sacred. The work that I do is sacred. So I treat it as such. And again, this is not a judgment. If people choose to, um, you know, dabble in, you know, I know a lot of people that, you know, um, use 420 and they have edibles and um, they, and, and that's okay, right? That's totally cool. But for a spiritual connection to be as clear as it possibly can, you can't have anything like that. You cannot have anything like that. The only thing that I will do that the no a couple of things that I've noticed over the years that will that will numb my connection is chocolate. And I'm not getting rid of chocolate anytime soon. And yeah, if if I'm really stressed, that can have an impact on my connection. So the third thing that I've shown up that showed up over the years that will impact your spiritual connection is your mindset. And this has a direct correlation with the kind of people you have in your life. So if your life is filled with narcissists, if your life is filled with people who are toxic, who are caustic, who do not take accountability for their actions, that is so, so important. Um, I know for myself, in these last few years, I have removed myself from relationships. As soon as someone um, does something that is hurtful towards me as soon as someone does something that is not loving done I, I don't care who it is if they're family if they're friends i don't care how long i've known that person if you intentionally do something to hurt me i'm done because that's toxic because that's going to have an impact on me and that's going to weigh my energy down and that's going to impact my connection whether the connection again is for myself or the connection is for clients students you know, whenever I'm on social media, I'm on TikTok, I don't want to do anything that's going to impact that. So our mindset is so key. Our mindset, our thoughts are creating our reality. So if our thoughts are are dominant around, you know, things aren't working out for me and I'm struggling and, uh, you know, blaming, or it's very easy for us to go into victim mode. And, you know, this is Peter Crone. He talks about this all the time. Suffering is a choice. And this doesn't negate anyone's loss or anything that they've had happen in their world, but suffering is a choice. Just like we can choose to be happy. We can choose peace. We can choose, choose. We can choose all the time. And life is all about choices. If we choose door A and it doesn't go according to plan, we can choose door B or door C. <laughs> there are endless choices. And so I invite you to really be aware of your mindset 
first and foremost, start to really witness what are those thoughts that I have? What are the dominant thoughts that I have about, you know, during the day? Because that's creating your reality. Those thoughts are like a signal broadcasting to the universe and our emotions are magnetizing things to us. So as an example, after I lost my son, Jack, he would have been 11 this year. The day that I lost him in that moment, I was so heartbroken that I decided that I was going to be heartbroken forever. And that stayed with me for several years. And it took, it took, there were a few months there where things just kept, <laughs> things just kept going sideways. I took my car in for service and they broke a bunch of stuff they weren't even supposed to touch. Um, I had a lease lined up for an office space, had the lease signed and, every, and they broke the lease, um, broken stuff with the bank, with finances, broken stuff in relationships, broken stuff in the house, like this broken pattern kept showing up. And I remember sitting with it and asking, okay, what is it? And they took me, I say they, my guides, my angels took me back to the day that I lost Jack. And I thought, oh God, what did I decide? And they said, you decided you were going to be heartbroken forever. So that decision followed me for several years. And then I was able to go in and shift it. We have to acknowledge what the current mindset is, what the current narrative is, story. We have to acknowledge it first, and then we can start to dissipate, shift and change it. And then we can select the new narrative or story moving forward. So again, having the awareness of what was going on in my mindset, what uh, because your reality, you're creating your reality. So if something wonderful happens, you created that. If something not so great happens, we want to look at, okay, what was it in that that perhaps was magnetized to me? And this isn't to blame anybody. We, we're not gaslighting people. We're not blaming everyone. We're not throwing you under the bus. But everyone is a mirror to us. So energetically, in our energetic makeup, we can have a match with that person. We can have a match with that person. So if that person is looking to escape their reality and we have the same thing in our energy field, we're going to be a match. If we match with someone who, um, you know, narcissists are a big thing because my, my mother is a narcissist and I was married to him. I've had several narcissists in my life over the years. So narcissism, they are typically attracted to people who are empathic and who are very caring and kind and loving because they don't have that. And so it, there's always a match that's happening. So I invite you to look at the relationships you have in your world. And a really key indicator about the health of a relationship is what you feel like when you're done engaging with that person. After you've, you know, text messaged or had a phone call or you saw them in person, after you leave, if you don't feel good or if something feels off, I invite you to look at that. Because oftentimes, you know, I was raised in an environment that was incredibly toxic my mother was not a loving, kind person for a myriad of different reasons. And my dad, he was just kind of trying to keep the peace, trying to keep a roof over our heads, trying to keep us fed. So I grew up in that sort of environment. So then that sort of toxic energy was familiar to me. So anytime I would meet someone who had similar toxic traits, if you will, that felt familiar. It was like, hi, how are you? It just felt like, oh, yeah. Because again, something in my energy field was matching something in theirs, if that makes sense. So your mindset, just being very aware of that. Our loved ones, our angels, our guides on the other side, they're marinating in 100% unconditional love. They don't know anything else. So if we are not 
vibrating at a, you know, unconditional love or happiness or joy. And we can't stay there all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But just start to be aware of that. David Hawkins uh, developed the consciousness scale as an example, where they measured all of uh, the different emotional states. And so at the very bottom of the scale is shame. Shame is the lowest vibrating emotion on the planet. It is so, so detrimental to our, our health, our mindset, our body. It impacts everything. And then at 75 is grief. A lot of the people that I work with are at 75 because they're grieving the loss of a loved one. And again, our loved ones are marinating in unconditional love, which is at the frequency, the vibration level of 500. So just to give you an idea, and you can Google that. It's David Hawkins. And so just if we can strive to think a better thought, to be grateful, to find things in our life that are working, and just really start to focus on that because our mind can't tell the difference between what's real and what isn't. And so I, I'm not a huge proponent to affirmations because... If our subconscious mind doesn't agree with what we're saying, it, it won't accept it. So looking for different ways, you know, every day in every way, my life is getting better. There's sort of a progressive statement, if you will. Every day in every way, I have more opportunities. Every day in every way, I'm feeling better and better. I'm feeling stronger and stronger. So as we start to imprint more of those statements into our mind, eventually our mind will accept it and we'll know that our mind has accepted it because our 3D reality will reflect it to us. I did this years ago as an experiment. Every night before I went to sleep, and this is a side note, the last thoughts that you have before you go to sleep at night will stay in your mind, in your energy field for up to four hours after you go to sleep. So we want to marinate in good stuff. So at the end of the night, I do my gratitude list for the day. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I think of all the ways that I, I had a successful day, that it was a win-win day for me. And then I started to say every time before I would go to sleep, I would think, I'm the funniest person. I am so funny. And I did this as an experiment. And within a couple of weeks, I started saying the craziest stuff. People were howling everywhere I went. And then they were re reflecting back to me, you're so funny. <laughs> so just to give you an example as to how powerful our mind is. So our mindset, if we don't have a really great mindset, that is going to impact our spiritual connection. Whenever I teach mediumship, one of the sign-up bonuses is a clearing audio that clears the seven main fears around spirit communication, because so many people have <laughs> different fears and different thoughts and belief systems that are impacting their connection. Number four, the fourth way that, um, that this can weaken your spiritual connection is if you're not grounded. If you're not grounded in your physical body you don't have access to as much of the spiritual realm as if your if your spirit let's put it this way if your spirit is fully anchored in your body you have access to so much more you're connected to the all that is um the universe energy whatever that looks like for you heaven the afterlife the hereafter um there's so many different ways so many different ways that people you know express what that what that energy is I see it as the universe. The universe is huge. It's unlimited. It's expansive. It's filled with possibilities and magic. And if I'm not grounded in my physical body, I, I don't have access to it as much. You know, I don't, if I don't have my spirit fully anchored in my body, <laughs> I'm not grounded. 
See, we have to be grounded. And a quick visual visualization that you can do to make sure you're grounded is to imagine tree roots coming from the bottoms of your feet and going down into the, the heart of Mother Earth and just see those roots grounded in the earth. See that and experience it. And there are so many different ways that you can be grounded. That's just one of them. You can use crystals to ground your energy, food, yoga, exercise, being in nature, all of those different things will ground your energy. I find um, being near fast moving bodies of water, that will replenish my energy. And I feel so, so grounded. So finding ways to really ground your energy because that will anchor your spirit and that will help the connection. Because again, if we're not grounded, we're kind of all over the place and we're not clear, centered, present in the now, <laughs> then we're not going to receive as much clarity through our spiritual connection. And the fifth way, the fifth thing that can really weaken your spiritual connection is actually grief. When we are grieving and mourning our loved ones in spirit. And so grief shows up in so many different ways for people. There are as a guideline, there are, you know, five stages to grief or seven stages to grief. But what I tell people that I'm working with is to throw that out. Use it as a guidepost, but that's not the absolute because everyone grieves differently. We all have loss differently. I read for families before who who I thought I was channeling, I was connecting, connecting it and channeling a child that they had lost. It was actually a fur baby because they love that fur baby so deeply and... That is how powerful that love can be. So grief, again, we're going back to the consciousness scale with David Hawkins. With the consciousness scale, again, grief is at 75. This is the first place I look when I'm, I'm channeling for people who want to connect, who want to have a stronger spiritual connection. They want to receive messages from their loved ones. I, after they've had a loss, I'm looking at their, their energy to see where they're sitting on that scale. Because again, if you're at the level of 75 and your loved one, angels, spirit guides on the other side, they're at the level of 500 or even above that, we've got a bit of a gap. And so that is something that I invite people to look at. And so being very gentle with yourself, so, so gentle, and having so much compassion for yourself as you are navigating these different experiences throughout your life, because those different experiences are going to impact your energy field. And the people around you are going to impact your energy field, your mindset, right? And so all of these different things are ways for you, they're just an invitation for you to kind of have a look at. I want you to sort of take an inventory of what's going on in your world, right? And so with your grief, and this doesn't negate the loss that anyone has had, is just to have the awareness that, okay, maybe I'm not able to have a really strong connection right now because of the grief I'm experiencing, and that's okay. The more that we can shift through and heal and work through our grief, the higher our vibration goes, just like the hot air balloon, and then the closer we get to our loved ones up to that level of 500, our loved ones can come down and click into place with us. That's how beautiful it is. That's how beautiful it is. And oftentimes people will reach out to me because they're not able to make the connection for themselves. And when I help them to understand why and what's having an impact on their energy, then it's like they can exhale and, and realize that they're not doing anything wrong. We just need to shift things a little bit. That's all. Another way that, um, and this has just popped in, they just popped this into my mind, something else that will weaken your spiritual connection is stress. 
And again, this goes with our mindset, but I think stress Stress can come from, it, it comes from a multitude of different places. We can feel the stress of our loved ones. We can feel the stress of our environment. If we are stressed at work, again, stress, it, this goes back to, you know, if we are around someone who is toxic, you know, but again, the stress, stress shows up in our, our life in so many different ways. We can have stress because of what we're feeling. We can experience stress because of what we're picking up energetically from the people around us. We can experience stress from what someone says to us, how someone shows up in the world. If we're watching a lot of news, if we're, you know what I mean? Like, you know, my parents are always like, don't you want to keep up on current events? I don't watch the news. I find it's it's biased. And I just I don't find that that's uplifting. I also don't watch a lot of spooky stuff on TV. I don't watch anything really violent. I can't watch that. I just I can't. It has a it just has a negative impact on me. So I'm very, very aware of what I'm listening to what I'm watching, the people around me, the environments I'm in. Um, you know, at my gym the other night, there were a couple of younger guys that were talking about a, a fight that somebody got into. And I just I was like, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to know about that. Like, that's their choice. And there's no judgment. It just doesn't bring value to my world. And again, not to say that it's all about me. But just, again, being very aware of what it is in your reality that's having an impact on you. And the quickest way to do this is to start to just really notice, notice anywhere that you're distracted. And it's just an invitation to sort of look at that, okay? Am I using my time wisely? Like I said, I, in the evenings, I might watch a show every now and again at the end of the night. I might listen to a podcast or an audiobook or read a book or spend time with my friends, family, take the dog for a walk, go to the gym, you know, things like that. Like I'm looking for things to add to my life because the more that I add to my life, the better I feel and the stronger that connection is with the spirit realm, whether it's the connection with my higher self, my soul, or my loved ones, my Jack, my son Jack is on the other side, fur babies, friends, family, my angels, my spirit guides. And so the higher that I can have my vibration, the clearer that connection is going to be. And I don't want to choose anything that's going to numb that or it's going to impact that. So again, distractions, alcohol, any sort of recreational drugs. And again, this is not a judgment for people that choose to have that in their world, not a judgment whatsoever. I find a lot of people are looking for ways to numb themselves, to numb themselves, to, you know, just have a way to just sort of, you know, just, just disconnect from everything that's going on in their world. And that's okay. If you're using things like that to numb yourself from really looking at what's happening, what's true in your world, if you're using it to avoid anything, if you are using it um, as a way of ignoring any trauma or anything that you need to look at, that's where I would I would look at that and just really, really start to look at, okay, if I didn't have this in my world, is there something I'm avoiding? Right. And especially if you're on a spiritual journey, if you're looking to enhance your own connection with your spirit, yourself, your higher self, and your guides and loved ones and angels on the other side, I invite you to have a look at that. And again, this is not a judgment. And if there's something bigger I can help you unpack, feel free to book a session with me. I offer monthly coaching as well if you feel like you need a little bit more accountability. So just 
knowing that you can start to shift and change things. Getting in the arena and looking at our stuff takes a huge level of commitment and consistency and a level of courage. And again, our mindset and being very aware of what we are letting into our world. Do we have people around us who are toxic? Do we, you know, go to places that are really just a lower vibration and we don't feel good when we're there? I just invite you to start to notice how you're feeling throughout your day, how you're feeling throughout your day. You know, we are all connected to this interweb of energy. And so we're all picking up on thoughts and emotions and things going on in the world. That's our awareness. And just really starting to be aware of what shifts that for you. If you're having a good day and out of nowhere, you just start to not feel good. Okay, what were my thoughts? What am I feeling? Am I picking up on someone else? And just really start to be curious about what's happening in your world. Then we talked about grounding. Again, we want to make sure that we are grounded in our physical body because grounding is going to impact everything, everything. We are a soul and our souls are eternal. And we are in this physical body having this incarnation, having this experience. And so for us to live life to the fullest, we need to be fully grounded in our body. And then we talked about grief, grief, the multitude of emotions that impact our spiritual connection. And again, this is um, in David L. Hawkins. This is the consciousness scale. You can Google it and have a look at it. Anything that is under the level of 500 is going to weigh our energy down. Again, shame is at the bottom at the level of 20. It's the lowest vibration on the planet. And then above that, we've got grief at 75. And so if you are deeply grieving, you have a little bit of a gap to where your loved ones, angels, and guides are at, at 500. And it just means that we need a little bit more practice. So where I love to start people off with their spiritual connection is after you've started to look at this list and sort of pick and choose and see if there's anything in there that you can maybe tweak or fine tune and maybe make some subtle adjustments. I'm not asking you to overhaul your entire life. Just have a look at that. Just start to notice how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually around different people or different places, different things happening in your world. And just pay attention to what that looks like for you. The, I always recommend that people start off with a spiritual practice and that spiritual practice looks different for everybody. It could be five minutes in the morning. It could be five minutes before you go to sleep at night, but just five minutes a day, whatever that looks like for you, to connect in with your spirit first and foremost. You can do breath work. You can do box breathing. Breathe in for the count of four, hold for four, release for four, hold for four. Do that a cycle, you know, do that like five or six times. And it's going to start to bring your focus from your mind down into your heart. Your spiritual connection is in your heart. So we need to quiet our mind. I'm a list maker. I've got lists everywhere. And I need to I need to be aware of that because lists can also be a distraction. I've got all these lists. And if I'm not marking things off and on top of those lists, things slide and I'm missing things and forgetting things. So I need to be very aware of what I'm doing with the lists. <laughs> so again, mindset is so important. And really setting aside time every day for your spiritual practice. It doesn't have to be an hour. It can be five minutes a day where you are just doing breath work. You can even place your hand over your heart and just bring your focus into your heart and imagine that you're inhaling through your heart and exhaling through your heart. And do that cycle of breath for as many times as you need to until you just start to feel calm, 
centered. Your mind isn't running off in 80 different directions. Um, I highly recommend a meditation practice. Um, Orin Dabin, O-R-I-N-D-A-B-E-N.com. They are channeled by Sinea Roman and her partner, Dwayne. And they are so beautiful. They have guided meditations that you can download. Um, I think they're, you know, maybe five, 10 bucks, but they have so many different meditations. I start people off with a guided meditation because we have thoughts that are continuous. And to think that we're not going to have thoughts, that takes that takes practice to get to that level. So to start with, we do guided meditations that keeps your logical mind busy. <laughs> and then we can bypass that and really connect into our inner world, if that makes sense. And... I have on my website, if you haven't snagged it already, I have a free meet your guardian angel meditation, all included in the in the show notes, where you can download it for free, you become a part of my community, I don't spam people, I may reach out to you once or twice a month, letting you know what events we have going on anything new, any exciting news. So you can download that meditation for free. And then listen to that meditation. It's going to raise your vibration. I have another meditation on there that does just that. It just raises your vibration. It clears your energy. And for anyone who's lost a child, there is a free replay of a, a masterclass that I did years ago, um, letting you know what your child is doing on the other side. So again, I will include all of that in the show notes. And the most important thing is to just start to be aware of your world, the world around you because we are spiritual beings having a human incarnation. So it's very important for us to take care of our body, our mind, and our spirit. As always, I send you all of my love. And if there's any topic that you would love for me to cover on the podcast, feel free to reach out. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out. I, I love to have guests on the podcast who share the world of spirit and we can share all of our beautiful insight and, um, you know, make the world uh, a more beautiful place and inspire everyone in the process. Find me on social media. You can find me on TikTok. Please feel free to reach out. And if you would like to learn to make the connection, we've got classes coming up. All the info is, is um, in the show notes as well. And you can check out my website at livealifeyoulove.org. I send each and every one of you mountains of love. And uh, we will be back uh, on a weekly schedule again. So you'll have lots of good content coming your way. I send you mountains of love. You can find me on Instagram at Shauna DeMellon Medium or visit my website at livealifeyoulove.org where you'll find my offerings, including my Growing Up in Heaven program that teaches you how to make the connection with your son or daughter on the other side. Thank you for listening and see you next time here on the Oracle of Light.